You're listening to Once, Episode 7, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the podcast about ABC's Once Upon a Time TV show. And my, what an awesome episode we have to talk about today. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jenny. I'm Dan Flynn. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we are four friends who really love this TV show, Once Upon a Time. Make sure that you go to the website, oncepodcast.com. If you're not already subscribed, make sure that you're subscribed over there so that you will automatically receive every single episode as it's released. And especially during this winter hiatus, make sure that you check out the website with its blog, because we'll be blogging a bit during this break that we have before the next episode. Now, getting into episode seven, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Wow, what an awesome, awesome episode. My favorite so far. What did you guys think? Jeremy? Yes, I would have to agree. It was fairly action-packed, pretty epic, pretty uh, revelatory. Wait, what word did you just use? Revelatory. (laughs) Dan, what did you think? Well, I don't have any words like revelatory and hiatus, but I thought it was pretty sweet. (laughs) definitely like my new favorite now yeah jenny i liked it very much it was i was i was very happy to finally finally learn who sheriff graham was absolutely i was wrong i I was wrong i was wrong three except (laughs) i've known for so long because people couldn't be quiet and i got spoilers I, I saw some spoilers, but I tried to not let them change what I was already thinking. Yeah, well, I slacked off in the conversation about him last week because I was like, okay, I'll I just keep that. listening yeah, to well, your... Um... Well, I know you <laughs> saw spoilers. I know Jeremy saw Probably. spoilers. So I just like didn't go on Twitter, just stayed away from it, didn't look for anything on once, and just, yeah, I watched it with a clean mind. You guys are <laughs> flirting with fire no. by searching for stuff like that. I know. That. I don't do that. You need to learn better, yeah. Jeremy. This episode, episode seven, which is the last episode before this winter hiatus that's actually already in place, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, TV.com gives it this synopsis. After kissing Emma, Sheriff Graham begins to remember his real life as the curse weakens. That's the sound of the curse weakening. <laughs> oh my, Jeremy. What? <laughs> that's not me. That was a Jenny kiss. Oh, well. I would know. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the fairy tale world, awkward. He knows the difference. In the fairy tale world, the queen attempts to find someone who will kill Snow for her. She hates winter, apparently. <laughs> Snow White, that is. So let's start talking with the subject of the fairy tale world. It starts off. The title scene has a wolf in it. Mm-hmm. Indeed it does. And we see a wolf throughout this episode. It's very key to this episode. And what's very distinct about this wolf is that one eye is normal color and the other eye is blood red. Blood red. This is not the same wolf that we saw in the pilot episode. Or, Maybe. Or, well, it might be. Because I noticed in some shots of the wolf that his eye didn't look red. So it could have been the same wolf. 
But whenever you saw it close up. When you saw it close yeah. up, yeah. But like if it was uh, any small di- distance from the camera and it wasn't focusing directly onto its eye, then you couldn't really see that it was red. In the pilot episode, when Emma crashed into the sign, you did get a nice close-up of the wolf. Are you sure? Yes. It's a very full frame, full image frame of the wolf's heads. You can clearly see the iris. It has two heads? (laughs) Okay, I I guess you would know because you're the one who's done all these screenshots. I remembered the wolf as only sort of being seen from the side, so I was thinking maybe it could have a red eye, but actually, admittedly, didn't actually think of that wolf when we saw this one. I did. (laughs) <laughs> and i have to agree with jeremy i i didn't i don't remember it being a like a really close face shot of the wolf yeah we'll have a screenshot of that in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash seven and i have seen some debate around on the internet of whether it's the same wolf and these eyes and it's a definite clear shot of the eyes from the pilot episode the eyes are definitely not the same So I'm thinking the eyes have it. It's either (laughs) production oversight or it's a different wolf, which well, we're still staying in fairy tale land when I say this, that the hunter huntsman asked that the hunting of wolves be forbidden. Right. I wonder if that carried over in some way to Storybrooke. And that's why there was a wolf at the beginning in the pilot to, episode. According to Mr. Gold, too, I mean, there weren't no wolves. There weren't no wolves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, Mr. Gold doesn't quite talk like that. He'd more say it like There were not any wolves in there story no bro. Wolves. <laughs> That's how he'd say it. But he mentioned that there weren't any in Storybook. He did? So are we talking yeah, about yeah. Storybook or are we that. talking about fairy tale? We're talking fairy-tale-ing. about the show. Okay. It was a bit more intertwined this week than some. Yeah. Yeah. All these flashbacks. Or once befores. So the first time that we see in fairy tale land, we see this massive spaceship, which ends up being <laughs> the evil queen's house. Pretty epic. Yeah. I have to say. I was impressed. The soundtrack, the visuals, the whole thing. Did you notice that the castle was white? Yes. And it was very bright. Mm-hmm. Until at some point in this episode, it does change. When she starts wearing all black clothes, I didn't actually <laughs> notice it until when she changed her clothes. <gasps> Maybe the evil queen is like GLaDOS. <laughs> <laughs> a portal reference? <laughs> but it was upon a time podcast. <laughs> Wow. All right. I did like the idea that it started out really nice because it's almost like everybody starts away and they they have a choice and they become who they are because of their own choices. And she it started out as the king's castle, as we know, because um, you know she had married Snow White's father, so it was still like under the king's control, mm-hmm. even though he just died. And then when she becomes the queen, it just it totally shows her personality. Which by the way, huge points go to Jeremy for catching this on the Grim Fairy Tale. That was, me. That was, me. That was you, Dan. Yes. Okay. I want to hear huge, huge points go to Dan. Huge points go to you, Dan. Thank you. Thank for you. Pointing that out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. But yes, I did. It's interesting that that happened though, because I wonder how many other things they're going to go with the original Grim stories. Mm-hmm. Wait, because we all it, know those are the true ones. What wasn't you pointed out that Just was in the that, Grimm stories? That Mary, um, 
Mary Margaret, Snow no. White, yes. had uh, her father was king, and that evil queen, Regina, marries the father and becomes Snow White's stepmother, mm. and that I didn't know if she killed the king, I thought she did. Um, well, she said she did, and or she was right. responsible. But I think everybody is having a relationship with, I mean, somehow they're related to each other in certain ways that we didn't know about before. And they're going to bring more into that later on in the episodes. And you'd pointed that out back when we recorded episode three, which was snow falls all about snow white and Prince charming meeting. I think that's when you'd shared that theory Mm -hmm. with the grim tales there. And uh, the evil queen had in mind to kill snow white all along or ever since this particular betrayal and she could have done it there the mirror tells her and this little dialogue kind of just hints at that that dripping of i want to just kill her i could have ended her miserable existence right there believe me it was tempting it would have sated your soul she was so convincing too I believed her. <laughs> I yeah. believed her. I, I at first I I was thinking, man, what turned her evil? I, I was yeah, like, oh, this is I was before thinking she the was evil. same thing. I was like, wow, she was nice once. And she does that hug, and then okay, Snow White can't see her face now. We're gonna see that evil grin, but still, she she plays the part all the way through. Yeah. I give her props. Yeah. <laughs> so the it goes on from there that this huntsman is hired and. The dialogue of what she's looking for in someone to murder her daughter in, it describes in stepdaughter. Yeah. Stepdaughter, yes. Uh, stepdaughter, yeah. It describes the huntsman. I need someone adept at murder, bereft of mercy. Someone with no heart. Now you understand. Well, in that case, you need a huntsman. When she brings the huntsman later, she even says directly to him what she needs. My prey is beloved by all the kingdom. I need someone who won't be blinded by that. Someone without compassion. Someone who will have no qualms carving a heart out and bringing it back for my collection. me i think i like mr gold's collection better than hers <laughs> people rather than just their hearts yes oh well <laughs> never mind <laughs> so i don't understand and this is what i put all through my notes she keeps describing him but that's not him he's crying over his kills but he has no heart and no compassion i don't understand i think it goes it connects to how he feels about humans. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I didn't get to. I was with Jeremy a little bit. Because when he was in the Hunter's Lodge, he sat in there and all of the He other has hunters, more compassion towards animals than he does for yes. people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he was saying, um, when the one guy accused him of not having honor, he said, I have it. They have it. Referring to the animals. You don't. And he was saying that humans uh, have the selfishness, the um, self-serving attitudes. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. I liked how he, you know, totally destroys the other two guys that come after him, and then he picks up a <laughs> sharded piece of glass, and the guy runs away. It's like, oh, I'm not afraid of the knife, but ooh, that mirror looks like it could hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to ooh. see what exactly 
the evil queen is searching ven she's she's wanting vengeance for like exactly yeah we still don't know that and because it's killing me even <laughs> even later when the huntsman asks her what did she do she answers i shared a secret with her and she couldn't keep it and that betrayal cost me dearly I want to know what was the secret. You're going right. to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And apparently not as long as you might think because they're not dilly-dallying and answering questions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Do you think maybe this season, if they're planning this out, if they're writing it as well as Lost was mostly written... Do you think that this season might focus more on the battle between Snow White and the Evil Queen? So far, that's what they're doing. So, like, I'm basically, I'm wondering, do you think we'll get the answer to this in this season? I think we will. I think the bigger... Well, I was going to say, I think the bigger battle is between Regina and Emma, but that's... Yeah, I'm not sure I see Snow as fighting the queen particularly and in storybrook mary margaret doesn't have a clue what's going on yet or at least she doesn't believe it i'm also wondering there it seems right now that a lot of the people in storybrook are good characters because she trapped them there but i'm wondering there's going to be a lot more on her side that we're going to get revealed to later on and then have more of a battle between them but i i do think there's not going to be too much battling right now during this ep- uh, this season that it's mainly going to be introducing the characters and seeing the connections. Well, Henry did say in the pilot, he said that actually it was Rumpelstiltskin in his prophecy said that Emma would come on her 28th birthday and then the final battle would begin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're just seeing the beginning. We're not seeing an actual battle yet. Mm-hmm. By the way, this goes slightly before where we are. Um, when she sees the huntsman and she says that he's perfect after doing the little bar fight. Um, bar fight? Yes, oh, bar that. fight. Yes, that one. <laughs> it was like more like bar slayer. But she pans towards the mirror and then she does a reversal and actually can see that she was looking into the mirror and that's how she saw the huntsman. Hmm. And it was neat yeah. because she says later that... I have eyes everywhere. Like, you forget Miss Swan. Yes. In Storybook, she said that. Now... Now we know why. So I'm never well, looking maybe. into the mirror at my house ever again. Uh-huh. Evil Queen's looking back. Oh, guys, did you... Did you? I know you guys had to, but did you notice the really bad-looking deer? <laughs> I missed it each yeah. time we watch it. <laughs> it, it looked pretty bad. Yeah, there were a lot of very well-done things in this episode, but the... Deer was not one of them. The one that the huntsman kills and cries over. He cries a lot. (laughs) What do you think about when the huntsman came to Snow White and was about to kill her? He gave her that whistle or made it for her. We didn't get to see her use it yet, but I think we probably will. Yeah, Mm. he said something like... um, If If you you ever need any help. Yeah. So... Which I think it's to call his wolves. You think so? I think so. Oh, okay. Said I think she'll be led that. to safety. So maybe that's how she'll end up with the seven dwarves. Ah, that's my sweet. thought. I didn't think about that. That's a cool. I like that theory. 
Whistle while you work. <laughs> <laughs> she was really impressive. Snow was when he was leading her off the way she figured out quickly that he yeah, was a knight and then mm-hmm. kind of distracted him with her calm words while she, she eats that got ready to so hit him. <laughs> yeah, she's very thoughtful. And then she knows when to quit. Starts writing a letter instead of running away anymore. Which she says, I don't know the woods that well. Is that, I think that's how she says it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, something like that, or I don't know the woods as well as you well, do. This... Right, which is funny because right before, um, when earlier episodes, when we see her and Prince Charming during the Troll Bridge, she runs off and forgets that Prince Charming's being beaten by trolls. And she says, <laughs> come on, follow me. They don't know the woods like I do. Well, this was yeah. just after she left the palace. So she'd hmm. just been living in the palace since... Right. Up until then, actually, I that just, was a look forward. Yeah, so really she'd been like, living into the in the woods at that point. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, <laughs> um, but I love how like they show that there's a bigger, broader gap than we could originally have thought. We could probably could have predicted, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of filler that they could just go into the the story and um, give a, reveal a lot more to us. So, like, I think in last episode. It was that I theorized that maybe the whole Seven Dwarves thing happens between Snow White's meeting Prince Charming and they're getting married or her falling asleep. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's the Seven Dwarves that help her to know the woods so well. Like you're pointing out, the difference between her not knowing the woods and then in the mm-hmm. and snow falls we see that she does know the woods really well and well, she's she lives adept. in the woods when she's with the dwarves yeah so i'm i'm wondering is it the dwarves that showed her around or like, <laughs> are the dwarves show her around here's a tree <laughs> help her adapt to life in the woods this is mom but then again i mean she okay we know that she left the palace she knows the woods but the only other time we know, we have seen her since then in storybrook uh, was her meeting Prince Charming, which she's in the middle of this, you know, grab the bag, run away type of thing, fleeing, goes to the safe house that looks like it doesn't have a lot more room than just her could fit in there. And we don't see any of the dwarfs. It's like they don't come for her rescue. Um, but then in the very beginning of episode one, the pilot episode, we do see her in the glass coffin with the dwarfs. So I'm wondering too if maybe they come afterward and she meets them in the woods. Yeah, it it could be either, really. There's well, evidence to suggest either way. The traditional story says that she met the wolves right after she was banished from the palace. Yeah, I really... I mean, they came back, obviously, but I doubt that she left Prince Charming after he woke her up. I think <laughs> I think um, the way she started living, like stealing from carriages and stuff... I think that happened after she met the dwarves. So she had this little, this little uh, booty hole, <laughs> lack of better words, that she could hide all her treasure in. Look how you crack it, so, Jeremy. <laughs> I wonder if the dwarves are going to be a little bit uh, on the wrong side of the law in this story. Mm, I want to yeah. meet the other five too, because right now we only know of Sleepy and Grumpy, Patrick and Leroy. I think in the pilot episode, we saw three at the glass coffin. Only no, three? they were all no, there. No, they were all there. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, okay. other than that, I don't think we saw their faces well enough, so they could just replace them with any old actor. You know, I feel like they're giving us this story 
like a scattered puzzle. So I think, Dan, you had mentioned sort of constructing a timeline. I really like that idea now. Oh, great. Now you announced it. Now I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone. So check on the blog. And it will be there free time. in two hours. <laughs> two hours from forever. Or I'll do a timeline it. of how much time I spend on the timeline. How about that? <laughs> It'd just be nice to have everything kind of chronological, mm-hmm. I think. Because yeah. it definitely... Well, now we don't really know where certain elements fit. I, I, I feel like I do, kind of. Hmm. Well, and some well, of it we're you. still, yeah, still trying to figure Maybe out. Maybe I'll make the timeline. Good, good. You all heard that. Jenny's <laughs> responsible for it. I want to talk about the Huntsman again for a yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. You can talk he, about <laughs> he, When he read her letter to the queen, he shed a couple of tears was that a moment of triggering his compassion? Because he didn't seem particularly cold and heartless to her back on the compassion issue. He still, I don't, I don't know if that's just a sort of a my interpretation or a misplayed moment, but he never seemed like he was cold and heartless and ready to kill her. And no. then when he read the letter, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm not killing you. <laughs> Think of the way he described people in, in the bar, um, how he described them as, cold and heartless and and opposite of what he thought of himself and the wolves and so i think meeting snow white gave a different twist on and uh what he's used to meeting coming across humans especially reading that letter he's seeing that snow white is someone who is not self-serving she's mm-hmm. selfless and she's showing forgiveness and all of these things that he hasn't seen in humans before and he even brings that up later to the the evil queen is when he was saying why did you want her killed because she was so selfless yeah i just realized something what's that he's called the huntsman but i'm like i don't remember the huntsman what's the huntsman in the disney story tales oh he's in there he's in there he's the one that he's the one that the exactly. queen bring, she <laughs> hires him he's no, not I, like a prominent character like, being but raised he's by wolves is he like the jungle i book? think <laughs> that was filled in I, i'm pretty sure that was filled in they took some artistic liberties with the um with I'll the fairy tale. my disney movies <laughs> the last thing that i had that i wanted to ask about fairy tale land is in the queen's palace there's that chamber her vault where she has all of these creepy drawers. Vault. Yeah. Chambers creepy. filled with heart chambers. By the way. <laughs> oh my. And the chest actually has a little heart on the front, too. Yeah. The, the, the hearts in the chest? <laughs> with the chambers. Whoa. <laughs> Beyond that one wall of all of those drawers where the hearts were stored. Are the lungs. Is, Ew. is another wall of drawers you can see it in one of the shots the angle of the shot you see there's the one that she walks up to and she tries to put it in it to put snow white's heart she's just got a thing for hearts but then there's one beyond that so it makes me wonder how many people's hearts does she have that's what i was wondering well she implied that she has a quite a collection and how many of them are like what she did to the huntsman where they seem to be enchanted and they're still living people connected to those hearts it could Mm. be any of those people that wear the weird worm-like black helmets. Maybe. The soldiers. So she owns them now. You know what I thought of when I saw her reach into his chest? 
<laughs> There's well, a quote. I, I think I know. <laughs> I thought of Indiana yes. Jones. Yes. <laughs> the Temple of Doom. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Except I think this was a scale lower in gruesomeness than the, yeah, from what I remember as a definitely. kid with the Temple of Doom. But a scale higher in writing quality. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. We won't even get into that. So what else? <laughs> what else did you guys want to talk about? with fairy tale land or things that you noticed snow's letter when the huntsman read it so in the letter she said and i didn't get the exact quote something about she seemed to acknowledge that the queen would never have true love because of her yeah it's it's like she has this i don't even know if i would call it guilt but she knows that and clearly it would not seem to have been malicious or necessarily with that intent but she knows that something she did has caused something painful in the queen's life. So it's not even just something that the queen perceives, although probably the blame is somewhat misplaced. There's definitely a history there that we don't know about. Well, it was tying back to that clip I played earlier about the secret that the queen shared a secret with Snow White. We have no idea what that secret was. And Snow White couldn't keep it a secret. And that's what caused the betrayal and that's maybe why the queen had to kill her dad. Um, and then her? I don't think she had to, but <laughs> she's working out some kind of slow revenge for whatever reason. I had a thought. Please Let share. us hear it's, that thought. It's crazy, but I have a thought. Ooh, crazy thoughts. <laughs> I thought that maybe the evil queen was having an affair outside her marriage with the king, and maybe Snow found out and told someone that's reaching pretty far but it's it's a crazy thought i hope this doesn't all come down to an affair and this person got jealous and this person got killed because (laughs) this person got jealous and i think snow would have to be a little bit like super forgiving to be all well as the queen put it looking for comfort with her yeah if that were the case and then she says i wrote this quote down in the very beginning when they're in the coffin um, Snow says, I loved him so much. And the queen says, so did I, dear. Mm, that doesn't yeah. sound like someone who's done something like that. True. So she was still playing the part of love at that time. Right. My thought is dashed. Damn. I'm sorry for dashing your <laughs> no, thoughts. It's, it's great. It was crazy. And I didn't really think it through. <laughs> I will um, point out that I thought after the huntsman came back and the queen, you know, her palace and her clothes were all black. I thought her hair looked really bad. <laughs> I just thought it looked really bad. Yeah, not like it did earlier. Yeah, I looked, she looked beautiful earlier. She did. And she looked bad when the huntsman got back. And I kept thinking, oh, she painted everything black. And then I remembered, <laughs> oh, magic. Yeah. She could probably uh, just turn true. everything black. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, back to what you're trying to figure out what happened with um, the queen earlier and why she hates snow. Uh, one of the the uh, listeners in the chat room said that um, that earlier she had mentioned that she had lost her true love. Right. So we know it's something dear to her, not just like, you know, she got caught doing something she shouldn't or something, but it's actually to her, whatever it is means a lot to her and she's blaming snow for it. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, you mentioned the chat room and our recording schedule has been kind of really pressed so that we could try and record all seven mildly there we go (laughs) so that we could record all seven episodes 
as soon as we could. But once episode eight comes out, uh, the new when the new episodes come out in January, we will be recording our episodes live on the following Thursday after those episodes live, probably like nine thirty or ten o'clock. Nine thirty, I hope. Yeah, so yeah. somewhere <laughs> around there. Otherwise, so, bring out the coffee all the more. Yeah, so we welcome you to join the chat room with us every Thursday after the episode and send your feedback to us before then so that we might be able to incorporate it into the episode and that way we can get more of your voice in this podcast and not so much of our voice and there will be live chat room and all of that and you can watch us so thursdays after the show on abc it'll, it'll probably be sometime about nine thirty or 10 o'clock and the next episode airs sunday night january 8th and our next recording is scheduled for january 12th yes thank you so let's talk about storybrook now I think this whole episode was about um, Sheriff Graham's inability to feel. Like, he was really just, he was perplexed by the fact that he doesn't feel anything. You don't know what it's like with her. I don't feel anything. Can you understand that? Her (laughs) in that is Regina. And he just kissed Emma. Yeah, well, so he kisses, he kisses Emma. her right after, right? <laughs> yeah. He kisses Emma. And then she has, runs away. <laughs> well, he has that flash of memory and he goes, she goes, what was that? And he goes, did you see that? Like, yeah, you see something weird flashes through your mind. The first thing you ask someone is, did you see that? <laughs> I might. I might have asked that. I could oh. see myself asking that, actually. It's like, whoa, did you see that? <laughs> well, okay. Does this mean that all of the Storybrooke characters have to kiss Emma before they I can see her? the same thing. <laughs> Creepy. Well, well, he did explain why that happened. He said that Emma and Graham have a special connection because yeah. Graham spared Snow's life. And if Snow had been killed, then Emma would never have happened. I wanted to say something, too. And Henry, therefore. Yeah. We all remember Emma's um, superpower, as she called it, that she finds people. Oh, okay. What she calls her power. Well, she said call it a superpower. Well, she called her superpower the ability to see truth. (laughs) Yeah, tell when someone's lying. Okay, that's what the superpower is. Her skill is finding people. Right. Well, her skill is finding people. And I'm wondering, I mean... Emma definitely seems to be the key in revealing people's pasts. So uh, I'm wondering if, um, basically, if she's going to just be the instigator to help the catalyst of uh, people's memories. Hopefully not always by kissing. Trying to use big words like instigator. (laughs) Better than your words. (laughs) I use catalyst in my sentences every day. And we know you have a large vocabulary. So after he kisses Emma, he runs to Regina and like almost eats her face off. (laughs) Throws himself off. Emma doesn't work. Regina. (laughs) Regina. (laughs) So he's definitely seeking feelings. He wants Mm -hmm. to feel something and He's just looking for it. But just after that, then we see fairy tale land, but then it like cuts right back to Storybrooke as he wakes up and he saw that stuff yeah. in a dream. He saw himself as a husband. Yeah. So that sends him on his wild quest going places. And one of those places he ends up is in the woods. He's looking for the wolf. <laughs> 
Mr. Gold is there. Oh my gosh. With a that shovel. Was so yeah. creepy. Never trust the gardener. Okay, first of all, <laughs> do you think he would. Well, Jeremy apparently found that very funny. <laughs> He's not the gardener. That was so creepy. He's I wearing he a tie and an apron. Something. The, the top question is he lying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's <laughs> answer that right now. Who wears an apron and a tie to do their gardening? So you think he was burying something, I or do you think he was, he was trying to something. dig up something? <sighs> okay, let's... I wish that we could put a video clip in this podcast, because Graham says, have you seen anything? And, and, he, and Gold looks at the shovel, yes. and then he says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. It's like, make sure the shovel doesn't have any blood on it. <laughs> That was or what, whatever. We that was no a idea. great conversation, though, because uh, they go back and forth. Uh, Mr. Gold says that's when he mentions the idea that there's no wolves in Storybrooke, trying to downplay um, Sheriff Graham's story and what he's you know trying to think of. And then uh, he even asks, you know, what do you believe? They say that dreams, dreams are memories, memories of another life. He's all for him kind of remembering. Like, he seems like he's encouraging him to remember it. That's what I Because he says that he doesn't mm-hmm. rule anything out whenever Graham asks him if he believes in that. He says, I never rule anything out. Then he says, good luck, Sheriff. I do hope you find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Which, I love it because I think he's being the bad guy in a good way. <laughs> and he's going to go against Regina. But he's, uh, I don't know, he's the most interesting character of any yeah. TV show. That's the only time we saw him in this episode. Though. Yeah. I was going to note that he wasn't in the fairy tales side of things at all. And that's all that he was in Storybrooke. He's probably burying something very big and it Either took him a that. long time. <laughs> Either that or he was collecting something because you know how he likes to collect things. Indeed. But it's it's strange that he didn't. Oh, maybe have he didn't anything. find it. Maybe yeah. he's looking for the whistle that calls the wolves. And... <laughs> maybe that's why he said he hadn't seen anything after he looked at the shovel because mm. he's looking. He was looking for something that he didn't. So maybe find. he was maybe. telling the truth. His, he was wearing this apron, which, by the way, over a suit. He's always in a suit and boots and possibly he's gloves. Mr. Gold. You have to yeah. live up to your name. <laughs> I felt that whole thing looked. And I'm probably reading too much into it, but it almost looked surgical, <laughs> which creeped me out even more. The, the style of that apron just didn't look like yeah. a gardener's apron. It looked like it was from... It's the largest scapula I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll agree with that. Is that too big of a word for he you, He looked Daniel? like a medical examiner. <laughs> he yeah. did. He was, was about also, to use the bone saw. He was very clean, <laughs> so I don't think he was doing whatever he was doing for very long. Well, that's true. Yeah. He was very clean. Listeners, what do you think? Do you think he was, was burying something or do you think he was digging up something? Please let us know. 903-231-2221 or leave a comment on the show notes oncepodcast.com slash seven or email feedback at oncepodcast.com. And it was really early because Graham had woken up early yeah. and he went to look for the wolf. Hmm. We see that Mary Margaret's morals have declined. Now, we are going to upset some people by saying that. I know, I know that. But, like, the whole thing about uh, she she felt guilty about the one-night stand. With Emma's Dr. Like, Whale. Emma's very fluid wrong. in her morality. So, last week, she's saying, if 
you think something you want to do is wrong, it is. And now she's saying there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> she likes to say there's nothing wrong with things that are that she would do herself. Hmm. So if she it's like she's trying to confirm it in her own mind that this is not wrong because she's she knows in inwardly I think she is very deep deeply hurt with um her parents still in her mind abandoning her abandoning her. So she's very defensive about her own personal life. I think that whole scene, the whole exchange was to establish that um Emma has walls and she usually stiff arms men. Emma, that wall of yours, it may keep out pain, but it also may keep out love. I liked that. Hmm. I liked Mary's quote about, well, Emma says, I don't get emotional over men. And Mary's like, um, the floral <laughs> abuse says another story. <laughs> she throws yeah. the, the flowers into the trash can. <laughs> Sheriff Graham is going all over town trying to find this wolf, trying to get down to the truth. Graham actually did find his wolf and he touched it and he had all these flashbacks. So maybe it's him being in contact that causes flashbacks, not mm-hmm. Emma. Emma is a key the wolf maybe she started it <laughs> maybe she inspired it but she certainly inspired it <laughs> that, it was it's funny that he was already ready to believe it so much i guess they were really intense memories he goes and tells mary margaret i think we know each other from another life <laughs> <laughs> there when he first sees mary margaret there's some kind of volcano display in the background from her students you really like that classroom <laughs> it's it's a different classroom too is it from oh. the pilot episode? It is a different classroom you than probably we saw teach in the pilot different episode. subjects. You know, yeah, like there was stuff be. on the windows that I hadn't noticed before. There's the saving the bird classroom, and then there's the how to defeat an <laughs> evil queen classroom. <laughs> the volcanoes. Defense against the dark arts classroom. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Yeah, there was a there was a tree with no uh, no foliage on the window, kind of a sticker that looked like the woods. So I did notice that. Yeah, Wait, it was like a sticker on the wall. Well, you know, like a window. It was like a frosted clean. window into the hallway. Oh, okay. So it was slightly opaque. Oh, but I don't know if there's anything significant about the volcano in there. That whole conversation, I think, was just to get him to go toward Henry and her, for Mary Margaret to introduce him to what Henry believes. And yeah. I love what Mary Margaret said. Which, of course, makes no sense. <laughs> that awkward look, like, you believe this. You please believe this. He's like, I wasn't trying to send you further over the edge. I'm just telling you. Yeah. But it is interesting that they both can realize that they can't remember how they met or how they met anybody else. So I yeah. guess these false memories aren't always that detailed. Yeah. She, I don't remember she how explains I met you, Jeremy. It. She explains <laughs> it, like, logically. Like you? She says, maybe... Like, she makes excuses for her not remembering. Like, maybe it's just how it happens. Maybe life just becomes hazy for everyone. Yeah. By the way, right after this conversation um, with Mary, she talks about Henry's. You know, it sounds like Henry in his book or something like that. And he's like, Henry? She's like, yeah, he has this book. So, he goes to see Henry. And I love how Henry becomes a big key to him discovering his past in this when we all know every Saturday he's had these conference meetings and, but he's been near Henry all these times, but he's never known Henry and got to know him. And the idea of like the key to him understanding of who he was, was always there, but he wasn't looking for it. And now he has, 
And that's, I thought it was pretty neat that he just missed it all those times. I really liked it that Henry actually had someone who genuinely believed him. Mm-hmm. It's just sad that it was so, so short-lived. Sad yeah. they both seemed crazy. Yeah. But before we saw <laughs> Graham find Henry, we, um, I wanted to point out that Regina went to go uh-huh. see Emma. And I feel like Regina is overly suspicious and her assumptions are usually way exaggerated and she overreacts. She's hiding a pretty big secret. It does tend to cause paranoia. Yeah. I just yeah, I just feel like all of her reactions toward oh, yeah. towards things she cares about are usually overreactions. But yeah, this time at least on re I mean I had a suspicion when she said I have eyes everywhere. I was kinda like, hmm, what does that mean? I have to say after having seen it and then rewatching, I was like, uh yeah, you're still using the mirrors, are you? <laughs> By the way, too, I mean, I was thinking, I think someone mentioned, too, that maybe there's a spy for Regina, but the mirrors help her. But then we do have, we forget there is this character that we just see with Regina, but the mirror, mirror on the wall. I don't know. I'm not really convinced that she uses the mirrors yet. I mean, we did see the chamber with the hearts and everything, and that carried over, but I'm not really convinced that she uses the mirrors. I mean, I know she has eyes mm. everywhere, and that does make me think maybe she's using the mirrors. Yeah, I'm not but, sure yet, but now she's I always got like out. makeup on. She has to be using mirrors for something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she has people who do that. Her heartless minions. Oh, she puts on makeup magically. So Henry to Graham, you kissed my mom. <laughs> I loved that. And he just looks at him, and, and then he continues on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you oh, have, okay. You have no idea what else I've done with your other mom. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm like, let's not even talk about your yeah. step. Yeah. Henry is so innocent. <laughs> He's a trip. He's got the funniest character just yeah. with like his oh man, his expressions <laughs> and his statements of fact that sound completely crazy. And I'm I'm thinking again, having seen the episode, rewatching, Henry's explaining what the evil queen did to the huntsman. He's talking to the guy who is the huntsman. He fully believes that Regina is the queen and Graham is the huntsman. I'm like, how does he stay in the house with her? Yeah. Like, how does he not like fear for his heart? How does Henry not okay. continually run away oh, okay. and try to hide various yeah, places? I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he is always trying to run away. Well, it's true. Well, sort of. Yeah, but using excuses like I'm playing whack-a-mole, I mean, <laughs> it's not really running away. Well, they're working. True. The excuses are working. Yeah, for an evil queen, she gets blindsided by these silly, simple tricks. <laughs> so then they go to the tomb, and they're looking for something. It's Emma and Sheriff Graham. Well, the wolf leads them there. Yeah, and they they don't find anything obviously there's something there and we see regina later go what else do you think is in this tomb it's technically called a mausoleum okay thanks i was trying to remember (laughs) the actual name for it the mausoleum i thought it was strange (laughs) to say it that way I thought it was really strange that Regina claims that she brings her father flowers every Wednesday, yet there were no flowers in there. Whatever, I know. They would have been all wilted. I think she just saw them with her everywhere eyes. With her mirrors! (laughs) But she did have flowers. She did have flowers. She she had to have an excuse of why to just show up. She didn't want them to be suspicious that she was actually hiding something in there. By the way, what the 
the actual coffin says on it, Henry Mills, beloved father, is the exact same thing, besides the Mills part, that the tombstone said in episode two, the thing you love most. It said, Henry, beloved father. You're right. Hmm. Does that have anything to do with anything? Yeah, it's the Why would crossover. he have two graves? Wait, what? Oh, the, no, the, never mind. Grave. I was thinking the tombstone was in Storybrook. I was like, why does he have two graves? <laughs> the That's grave too obvious. In fairy tale land had the exact same wording as the grave. Yeah, but they looked totally day. different. Like yeah. it was just well, a yeah, white right. tombstone but in fairy tale land. She puts one grave wording. for his heart and one grave for his body. <laughs> <laughs> she likes separating them. So, oh, wait. No, she burned his heart, remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. It's that's gone. what started this whole Storybrook wait. thing. <laughs> no. I was going to say maybe she needs the other hearts for other curses, but no. I don't think so. <laughs> she keeps them. <laughs> and this one case. turns people into llamas. I, I felt <laughs> extremely amazingly great that Emma got to punch. <laughs> yes. It gets better every time I watch that. It's and like, hit her harder! She's <laughs> like, you're not Do it again! It. And... Emma really laid it down on Regina with words, too, before the actual fist. <laughs> with words. <laughs> with words. <laughs> you never stop to think that maybe the problem isn't with me, but with you. Maybe, Madam Mayor, you need to take a good hard look in the mirror and ask yourself why that is. Why is everyone running away from you? Regina always blames Emma for her problems. Like, anything comes up and she blames Anna, Emma. But... Emma is the cause. True. Because Emma is breaking the curse. True. Yeah, but it's just that Regina is so quick to blame Emma. I was. Mm. It was nice to see her fight back this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys were just decided because it was a cat fight. So, in- <laughs> well, she comes, Emma, I was disappointed that Emma had like this gash on her top left uh, eyebrow and Regina just came came away looking like she had a cold sore. <laughs> mm. At least they made some sign that there had been punching. True. Sometimes shows don't do that. It looks more realistic than the deer. They have so some they blood and they wipe it off and they're fine. Makeup's perfect, and, and but not some here. Some shows, shows <laughs> over-exaggerate the damage. Well, that's true, too. It's true. Any it ideas good. of what else is down there in the mausoleum's basement? Do you think mm. there's something else down there? Was there room? Well, was there room? It's like an underground cavern. Have you played Minecraft? <laughs> they go on forever. <laughs> when she goes down, says the person who doesn't have an account yet. Uh, I'm cheap. <laughs> when she goes down, she walks through like one kind of room, like a foyer little room area, Ooh. and then walks into the room or just kind of behind a curtain that has these different drawers uh, where all of these hearts are stored. And it almost looks like there could easily be other rooms off of that same area, off the foyer kind of area. Mm. Or what else might be stored in those drawers? Are they just other hearts or are they other valuable possessions to her? Well, she did hold the heart out and she's like, it's supposed to open. Oh, and, and if we're going back to fairy tale world, when, right. when she thought she had Snow White's heart, she's like, it's supposed to open. What? And that's when she realized, because she's probably, I think she's handled many other hearts before. <laughs> she knows the difference between a steed and, and a human heart. And the idea, like, I think they are hearts because it also goes into the play that she killed the king. Snow White was next on her list, but I think she killed several other people. And this 
all all of them collectively are in there and Snow White was somehow going to give her power if she if Snow White had died too or her heart. So well, I she think collects her hearts. hearts. <sighs> She's a sicko. Wait, wait, wait. What did she say? What if Snow White's heart was required to unlock something in fairy tale land? Not that she wanted Snow White's heart to keep it, but wanted it to unlock something else. Huh. Well, she said it was for her collection, but I guess that could have been because not true. The reason I'm raising that question is when she gets, I know this is going back to fairy tale land, but it's allowed when she gets um, the huntsman's heart, she opens a drawer, pulls a chest out, puts his heart in that chest, closes the drawer. When she gets what she thinks is Snow White's heart, she already has a chest for it. No drawers are open. Mm-hmm. she puts the heart in that chest, closes it, and holds it up to an area as if she's wanting something to open that she's tried to open before. Not as if she's just going to put something back. She's going to release the Kraken. Are you <laughs> sure, though? I, I felt like it was just supposed to Maybe it's just open. programmed to accept only Snow White's heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> or I'm a human Daniel heart. On, I, think, I mean, obviously, I think something was going to happen. And I think that um, I I think there's something locked in there, especially now that you said there's other ones down there. We don't know how many chambers um, we saw the mind the mine uh, episode where Henry and That's Jiminy Cricket are down voice. there, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we know there's a lot more down there. Almost as if Fairy Tale World is buried beneath Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I could definitely say that I agree with Daniel that there might be something else down there. That's they an could intriguing just thought. put it there, and if they don't know what else to write, they'll just release something big. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have it more planned out than that. <laughs> she crushes Sheriff Graham's heart. So and kills sad, him. Very because, dramatically. I hate because her. you see, Emma is finally starting to allow herself to have feelings for mm-hmm. this Graham, and... He she, dies. Yeah, she kissed him. He remembers everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at that moment. <laughs> instead of, and maybe it was a lot to take in, but instead of going, oh, she's going to crush my heart, he just gets really happy that he remembers everything. Well, I guess he wasn't he expecting that. I guess. Right. <laughs> he I had wouldn't just have been looking that. for his heart. <laughs> well, because they didn't find his heart. I know. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. So imagine hmm. now when this episode, when this series comes back in January. Imagine how Emma might be changed by this because uh-huh. Sheriff Graham was said, I remember everything. And maybe Henry will say, did you hear what Sheriff Graham said? And all of that. He'll have a really interesting conversation <laughs> next time. If she's in <laughs> denial, it's going to be a stretch and not very long lived, I think. Yeah. It's just sad that, that he had to die. Yeah. That Regina killed him. By the way, Okay, there's something big about that wolf, I think, because didn't Graham call the wolf like his protector or his, his guardian? Was it just his friend or yeah. was it more like yeah. a protector or a guardian? It was his guide. That's guide. what yeah, okay. guide. That's what and Henry called it. I think that wolf has more power than just being like a pet. I think it's it's there's something else behind it. And, he called the wolves his family. Right, but I mean, I don't know. The, the red eye, just the, the whole, the wolf has served other points, whether that was the same wolf or not. I do think the wolf has more play than what we're giving it. And I don't know, he died, but I'm wondering if something's going to happen where the wolf will be able to save him or take his place. 
Maybe it's a Horcrux. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, so Horcrux. Horcrux. I was like, what? Horcrux. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> do, you think, yeah. do you think the animals know they just can't talk? Do you think, <laughs> do you think they all know? Well, the wolves seem to. Yeah. That's a funny thought. But I was thinking, too. Like, But Pongo didn't. I mean, Pongo was pretty <laughs> pet-like. Well, well the Pongo kind of in role. the movie Disney 101 <laughs> Dalmatians could only talk to other Pongos and other dogs. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just thinking, too, <laughs> with the whole idea with the wolf, the queen did promise that the wolves would be protected. So I think if something happens to the wolf in Storybrooke, even though um, Graham's bargain wasn't fulfilled with killing Snow White and bringing in the heart, she still made a promise. So I'm wondering if that would have uh, repercussions if she kills or hurts the wolf in storybook land hmm. but graham's dead now and he didn't kill snow white i'm not sure she would keep her end of the bargain yeah. we shall see mm-hmm. right true let's move on to lost references as we start wrapping up i caught a few things we see eyes a bunch of times in this like the zooming in or zooming oh. out from eyes which mm. lost did that plenty of times for a while it seemed like every episode started with zooming out from someone's eyeball <laughs> eyeball <laughs> when <laughs> when graham visits mary margaret in the school the clock in the background is at four o'clock oh yeah four you know, the num- from the number sequence, 4, 8, 15, 16, <laughs> It's just numbers. <laughs> and in the police station on the dartboard, and I've mentioned the dartboard before, but the darts are in a different place this time when Emma just picks up a dart and throws it for fun. One of the darts is on horribly. 15. And by the way, Daniel, yes. 4 o'clock is 16 o'clock military time. Whoa. Whoa. That's true. <laughs> 16 o'clock is not what they would say. True. And, 1600 hours. And one other thing on that dartboard, I forgot to mention this earlier, is that to the lower right of the dartboard, when we see it as Emma throws that one dart, there's a paper that has printed Hebrew on it, of that all was things. The mo- I don't know how that's a lost, lost reference, but that right. was the most one of the most interesting, obscure things. I didn't understand why they would have a form in Hebrew. Apparently, that's a common language in Storybrooke. <laughs> Maybe. Might tie in with something else. But any other lost references that you guys caught? I saw one. I know Jeremy saw one, too. We both picked out. Yeah, Gold said, I hope you find what you're looking for. But I don't have any exact moments in Lost in mind. I found one searching, but it, that just struck a note with me. I'm pretty sure it was said... A few times. I have one too that just the idea of Graham saying, you know, talking about another life. Do you think we had another life? And that ah, was okay. That it was reminiscent of a lost quote. Lost. Yes. Which you can say because I don't think it's spoilerific. Now, <laughs> we did get some feedback that I want to include in this episode before we go on this winter hiatus. Troy Price called in to share some feedback with us. And uh, this actually doesn't. Let's just let him speak for himself. Hi, everybody. This is Troy with the Completely Comics Podcast. Uh, we are complete fans of the show Once Upon a Time. It's so much so like we host another family coming over, and we sit around watching it as a family. Uh, Got to tell you, the, the episode, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, it had, I guess, more fodder for... Uh, you know, for laughter 
unintended laughter than uh, any episode previously. Let me give you two examples. One was just simply the sheriff's accent <laughs> that came and went throughout the throughout the episode. Yeah, and he should have an accent to be. He's like originally not from America, so he should have his I believe his Irish accent. Uh, and it would be fine and dandy if that stayed. However, it was such it's oscillated whether it was there or not. My wife actually commented how just you know that that was frustrating. And then uh, you know so the the wood the hunter uh, the huntsman sorry he's raised by wolves he lives out in the forest. However, when Snow White gives him this letter, he reads it, you know, we assume to get understanding quietly. And then he hands it to the queen who asks him to read this letter aloud. And he reads it, you know, fluently. So apparently, rather than, you know, included in our next, you know, education reform, we should have wolves teach reading in schools. Because he did it quite well. Uh, those are my comments. Love your show and love it once upon a time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you very much, Troy, for that feedback. And anyone else, if you want to share your feedback with us, please send that to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call the listener voicemail line at 903-231-2221. And I also ask that you follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and on Twitter, I'm at the ramen noodle. Twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. And I'm Dan Flynn, twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm on Twitter as Fleegon, P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I know you think you're listening to this podcast as vengeance, but I see it as sacrifice. So thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our great podcasts like this one at noodle.mx.